What's up, everybody? My name is Robin Okafor, and I'm so excited to present to you my brand new podcast, episode one of the Heirs to the Throne podcast. Hopefully for the next 30 minutes or so, you guys can get comfortable with me and just spend a little bit of time talking about some things that God has put on my heart to share with you all. I'm so excited, not only because it's the first episode, but because I truly believe that God has placed something special on my heart um, to share with you guys. And hopefully you've already listened to episode 000, which I wanted to just go ahead and put that out there because I didn't want to take up too much time on the very first episode, like talking about me. One thing that I want to make sure that this episode, or I'm sorry, this podcast is not um, Robin's opinion. It's not Uh, just a podcast that I'm going to be talking about what I think my opinions this is going to be truly a podcast that I'm dependent and heavily rely on the Holy Spirit to just place on my spirit and on my heart what you guys need to hear that week okay so I didn't want to take up too much time talking about myself this um on this episode so if you haven't already I Definitely recommend you just go back to that um, episode, that introduction episode, just so you can know more about me. You can know where I came from, like some of the events kind of leading up to the moment of me actually deciding, boom, that I want to do a podcast um, and so on and so forth, you know, especially because the things that we're going to be talking about on this podcast is so just real deal, real life stuff. Um, You guys, hopefully you guys are going to subscribe and download and come back weekly and listen to the episodes that I give to you guys. Um, And if you guys are really going to be listening to me, I just recommend that you actually know who you're listening to, right? You don't want to just be someone who's just um, listening to everybody or listening to everybody that gives you any type of like life um, tips or life lessons or, you know, I really want you guys to know and trust that when I come on here, I'm coming based on the things that have been downloaded on my spirit and on my heart that week, right? So I don't want you guys just to be listening to me just because I want you guys to actually trust that, you know what, based on who she is, where she come from, um, this is why I can say that I trust Robin with giving me insight on on the things that God wants to do to do in my life. So yeah, if you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. And if you just kind of don't care or you already know who I am, whatever, um, I'm just so happy that you guys are going to about to spend a little bit of time with me um, and just listen to the first episode of my podcast. I mean, I'm sure you can kind of tell in my voice that I'm a little nervous, but I'm also really excited um, to share just a lot of things that I'm probably not going to be episode. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm probably not going to be able to fit in one episode, but of course we're not in a rush here. I'm going to take my time. I'm just going to let it flow. And then things that I can't really fit into this episode, I'm going to be coming out with a new episode every Monday. So yeah, um, I'm not going to make these episodes too long. I'm definitely going to try to make them like under 45 minutes, really 30 minutes ideally, because I know you guys don't have a long time. So I'm going to try to get in and out, really download something on your spirit and make sure that it's effective. So if you've already listened to like episode triple zero, you kind of know the events leading up to um, this moment of this first podcast episode. Um, But what I didn't go into depth on on that episode was just as far as, you know, the different episodes that I've sketched out that I've already recorded, guys, like... (laughs) So this is technically episode one, but there has been probably like four episode ones that I have recorded 
after kind of going back and forth of who I wanted my target audience to be, what I really felt that um, really just needed to be highlighted on the first episode. So it's like four episodes of me kind of going back and forth. And finally, finally, finally got downloaded something in my spirit that I was like, boom, okay, I got it. I kind of know who my audience is. I know where he wants me to go. I want to know what he wants me to talk about. And then things kind of um, just transpire after that. I have been fasting with my church. So every month my church fast, I'm sorry, not every month, every year at the beginning of the year, my church um, has consecration, which is pretty much just a fast. You give up something um, and you do that for about 30 to 31, 31 days, right? So the whole month of January, we are fasting and I'm just grateful that I agreed to do that with the church because in that time God has really just made plain his his um, plan for me in this podcast so the purpose of the heir to the throne podcast is to help millennials build and solidify a relationship with Christ while navigating the age of social media I want to show you how to invite Christ in every area of your life from your business and professional life to your personal and dating life Not only does he want to be a part of it, guys, but he wants to bless every single area of our life. The definition of an heir is one who is entitled, 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 entitled to receive something from a parent or an ancestor. You're entitled to happiness. You are entitled to abundance. You are entitled to wealth. You are entitled to love. And you are most certainly entitled to forgiveness. This podcast serves as the place that will show you how to inherit everything that God has promised you and remind you of your royal status. Okay, so before I deep dive into what we're going to be talking about today, one of the things that kind of has been, I guess, preventing me just from starting the podcast is because I wanted to make sure that I brought you guys something authentic. I did not want this podcast to be like super religion based, super churchy or anything like that. Um, Some episodes, definitely, I'm just going to have to lay some foundational truths for you. And the this first episode, I would definitely say is kind of one of those episodes. Okay. And what I mean by that is like most of the episodes, I'm not, it's not about to be Bible study. It's not about to be church. I'm here just to have a transparent conversation with y'all. So y'all can really understand how, um, how the Bible is. Yes. It's a, you know, some people look at it as, you know, a historical book. Yes, it's a historical book, but it's something that is so prevalent and relevant to today and what's going on, like what we see every single day. And so that is my main mission is to really parallel the things and the things of the word and the things that God has promised us in the past and really parallel them to how that's applicable today. Um, but I don't want to do it in like a way to where, you know, congregation, pulpit, preacher congregate like I didn't want to do that I wanted it to just be a very organic and real conversation um because trust me I know it's so many people who are still healing from things that the church has done it's so many people who has seen church people you know quote-unquote church people in their life do and it has really pushed people away from the body of Christ. And I'm not saying that church is bad. I love church. I try to go to church every Sunday. I go to Bible study and all that. You know, I think that going to church and really um, fellowshipping with like-minded people is really important. 
But I do believe that in order to spread God's word and to really draw people to God's promises, we have to go outside of the walls of the church. And this is what this environment serves as a place to where we can have transparent and organic conversations about what us as millennials face in the age of social media, which is a whole lot. Okay, so let's just jump straight into what we're going to be talking about today, which is um, two main things that I wanted to address is for one, what makes us air? So you're here, you're listening to the Heirs to the Throne podcast and it's like, okay, Heirs to the Throne, yeah, but who said I was an heir? What makes me an heir, right? And then the main other thing that we're going to talk about is what it means to be an heir. So what makes us an heir and then what it means to be an heir? So how how do you know that me, how do I know that I'm an heir, right? How do I know that you're an heir? And then when we kind of solidify the fact and agree that, okay, you're heir, I'm an heir. What does that even mean, right? Um, So those are the main two things that I want to focus on today. So let's just get straight into it. So boom, let's tackle the first question. What makes us heirs to to the throne? What makes us royalty? So there are plenty of different um, places in the Bible that God, where God confirms that his children, people who believe in him are royalty, are heirs to the throne. Um, on this particular episode, I'm going to focus on one important man in the Bible, and that man is Abraham. So Abraham, if you know anything about like the Old Testament, um, Abraham was... Abraham is probably like one of the most popular characters in the Bible, definitely a patriarch. One thing that the three main religions of the world, Christianity, Judaism, um, and Islam can all agree upon is that Abraham was um, just that guy, right? Like just to really put it in the most simple terms, all three religions have, you know, a lot of different views on things. One thing that they agree upon is that Abraham was um, someone who revered God, loved God, and showed God that he was faithful and he was going to be faithful in all that he does. So in faith, in Abraham's faithfulness came um, a lot of blessings that me and you still receive until this day. And one of those things come with being an heir. So I know you're, you guys are like, okay, cool, Robin. You know, how in the world does Abraham tie back to me being an heir, me being royal, like, you know, just hold tight, okay? So I'm going to try to make this kind of as short and concise as possible. Um, Abraham did a lot of things, and I'm not going to go into just every single thing that Abraham did to show that he was faithful, but I will talk about two main things that will cover um, what makes us heirs, okay? So in the thing, so Abraham is heavily talked about in Genesis. So I want to say it starts around Genesis 15. I mean, 15, Genesis 15. Um, And again, guys, if you, I don't know if you guys have the Bible app um, downloaded on your devices, but make sure you download the Bible app. And when you're going to bed, maybe when you're driving to work, when you just have a little bit of downtime, make sure you just sometimes Turn on your Bible app and allow the Bible app to read to you. So it has this feature to where you can go into whatever book in the Bible and you can just allow it to read to you versus, you know, it's just like um, an audio book, but for the Bible. Okay, Robin, so who is Abraham and how is he connected to me being royal? Okay, how is he connected to me being a prince or a princess? Okay, hold tight. I'm going to read from Genesis 22, okay, from the NIV version. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, 
Here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain. I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship, then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and himself and carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the land for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the land for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took a knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on that boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram. Caught by its horn, he went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide, and to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven the second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. Because you have obeyed me. Then one more little caveat um, verse that I want to also throw in there as supplication is Galatians 3.29. If you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring. Okay, so how does this make us heirs? What, you know, just to summarize, if you kind of just, you know, are like, okay, Robin, like I kind of get what's going on, but what actually happened? So for one, let me go ahead and start by saying that this is in the Old Testament, right? So in the Old Testament, there was a lot of, um, there were a lot of sacrifices, um, meaning, or burnt offering, meaning people would go out and take certain animals and offer them as sacrifices to God. We don't do that anymore, right? Because of the New Testament, because of the bloodshed of Jesus Christ, because of the blood of the lamb, we don't have to do any of that stuff anymore, right? But this is in the Old Testament. And God was really just testing Abraham to see like, 
If I tell you to go jump off a bridge, are you going to jump off a bridge? Are you going to trust that I'm going to, you know, have a safety net at the end, at the bottom of the bridge? If I go and tell you to sacrifice your only son, will you obey me? Will you say, oh, no, I love this so much. I'm not going to do this. And that in turn means that I'm going to be um, you're going to be disobedient to God. Like how faithful are you? So because Galatians 3 and 29 says, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring. That means me and you were all um, offsprings and descendants of Abraham's, meaning that we inherit all of the promises that God promised Abraham because of this wild and crazy and huge act of faith. Okay, so understand that Abraham... Um, I'm not going to give you guys like just too much backstory because I don't want to take up too much of your time. But Abraham tried a long time with his with his wife, uh, Sarah, to have a child. So they ended up having Isaac at a very old age. So Abraham was 100 years old when Abra- when Isaac was born to Sarah. Sarah was old, was older as well. OK, so Abraham is believing God for a son. God finally gives him a son at his old age, and then God just asks him to sacrifice his son. Like, what? You know, you've, you know, I've, I've believed you for this, God. You told me that you were going to do something that I have been believing you for, and yet now I have to sacrifice, you know, now I have to make this huge sacrifice and give it up. But, you know, that doesn't make sense. So, this huge act of faithfulness, because Abraham, if you go back, like Abraham wasn't like, well, well, God, how does this make sense? You know, can you give me a plan? Um, wasn't just didn't respond to God with so many questions. He literally was like next day, if you go back, it says the next day he packed up everything and he was on his way up the mountain, right? And so as he's on his way up the mountain, just imagine God is on the other side of that mountain bringing up a ram to be sacrificed in place of his son. So imagine a mountain on one end, on one side, you have Abraham and his son, his son, not even Isaac, not even know, knowing what's going on. But Abraham is on his way up the mountain, on one side of the mountain, with his sacrifice, with his son. God on the opposite side of the mountain, on his way up with the ram in order to be, you know, in order for that ram to take Isaac's uh, space or place. Um, and because of that act of obedience, God is now blessing us because of Abraham's faith and okay so that is what makes us the heir Abraham was you know that that is just one of the things that makes us heirs Abraham was somebody who was very obedient and very um just seen as royalty and so because of his obedience we are entitled to every single promise that um that Abraham got from God So I hope that makes sense. I hope I didn't really ramble too much on that, but I hope that that just kind of shows you guys um, just one of the ways of how you guys are entitled to the many promises that are in the Bible and the many promises um, that God told Abraham was going to be uh, um, on his descendants. Okay, so that is going to be just a segue into the main portion of the podcast, which is what is it? What does it even mean to be an heir? Um, I want to read just for a quick second again, first Peter two and nine. Okay. First Peter two and nine says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So 
this is um, one of, this is Peter, one of Jesus' disciples that are pretty much talking to descendants of Abraham, okay? So, again, not to just make this a Bible study, but again, I kind of need you guys just to understand, like, in future episodes, we might be talking about faith and the faith that's required to take your business to the next level. And so, when I say, I need y'all to have faith like Abraham, I need y'all to kind of, kind of know, okay, yeah, that's what Abraham did. Abraham was about to, you know, sacrifice his only son, the thing that he loved so much out of everything in the world because God told him to. He was about to make this ultimate sacrifice just because God told him to, not knowing that God had a ram that was going to take the place of his son. And that's what faith is. The faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You're not always going to know what God has planned, but he needs you to take Take that step one, say, yes, I got you know that all things are going to work out for your good. You're not always going to know what God has in his bag of blessings that are, that's going to amaze you and wow you. You're not always going to know. And if you think that you're going to know, you're going to be always stuck in the same spot waiting for God to give you the next step and to give you the bigger picture and to give you step one through five. It's never going to happen because that's what faith is. If God was going to give you all the steps at once, we wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. So in that verse that I just read, it says that we're a royal priesthood. And that is where I got the name heirs to the, to the throne. We are a royal priesthood. God is, um, I'm sorry, that verse, Second, I mean, First Peter, Peter is talking to descendants of Abraham. Okay, so previously God had already told Abraham like look this is going to happen to your descendants your descendants are going to be enslaved in Israel for um, a certain amount of years but then they're going to escape but then they're going to be lost again and then they're going to inherit the land that I promised you and just a lot of things that God is you know went ahead and told Abraham so now at this point Peter is talking to descendants of Abraham Abraham has passed away at this time but um, God's word has come to pass and now Peter is telling um, Peter is telling Abraham's descendants like look this is who you guys are like do y'all know who your forefather is do you know like the things that have been done on your behalf in order for you just to inherit the kingdom of God you are a royal priesthood and I believe that's so prevalent to today because one of the main things that God put on my heart to start this podcast is you know Robin I need you to remind my people of who I said they are so that's my mission you know that's one of the main goals in just reminding us reminding you that God said that you are royalty you are royalty you are royalty so no more walking around here with just bottom of the barrel bargain basement type of mentalities we really need to start understanding that we have a certain power and authority that we we should be walking in every single day we shouldn't let the enemy come in and attack our mind with depression with suicidal thoughts with anxiety with low self-esteem with um you know thinking that we're a product of our environment like no God has major plans for us, but in order for us to know, like, we can't sit in darkness. We have to know that, okay, I am royal. He did call me to be a prince. He did call me to be a princess. So I think that's a good segue into what it means to be an heir. So we kind of just already covered um, 
you know, what makes me air. Thank you guys for just bearing with me as I kind of gave y'all a little Bible study real quick on just who these people are, what makes you air, how you're attached to them. Hopefully you have a little bit more of an understanding, guys. And if you don't, make sure you just like send me a email, message me on social media. If you have like, if you're just kind of confused on how you are related to Abraham and how you inherit um how you are entitled to inherit his promises but hopefully I made that clear for you guys so um good segue into what it even means to be heir now I know that I'm heir what does that mean what does that come with benefits responsibilities boom I got it I got you so number one your loved ones will be blessed based on your faith and your obedience, right? So we saw that when Abraham went up and he was about to sacrifice his son, the angel stopped him and God pretty much told him, because of your faithfulness, because I saw that you were about to do just the ultimate sacrifice, right? So understand, right? Understand who else, I'm going to ask you guys a little, you know, Bible Sunday school class, who else made a similar sacrifice as Abraham, right? I'm just going to just think about it for a second. Who else has made the same sacrifice that Abraham was about to make? God, right? God is the only person who we know about who has made a sacrifice and said, I'm going to give you my son in order for, in order for redemption, in order for you to, uh, for, for God to count it as righteous. In order for it to be counted as righteous, I'm going to give you my prized possession because I love you, right? Abraham said, I'm going to give you my prized possession, God, because I love you. God said, I'm going to give you all my prized possession, my only son, Jesus Christ, because I love you. So just imagine how God is looking at Abraham. God is looking at Abraham like you're the closest thing to me because no one else has made that sacrifice. And I don't, and probably will never even think about, you know, making a sacrifice like that. So because of that, just, just radical act of obedience, his loved ones, his descendants, us, me and you are blessed because of Abraham's um, faithfulness. So to be an heir means that your loved ones will be blessed based on your faith and your obedience. So the same thing that Abraham did. And my question to you is, are you willing to sacrifice your most prized possession for God? Um, and I think that a lot of us probably are not. You know, if we if we're being honest, I think that God has probably already asked us to sacrifice a lot of things for him that we just straight up said no. But just think about your yes being tied to your children and your children's children and their children's children, you know, um, to be an heir really means that you have a responsibility to say yes to God so that your children and your family and those tied to you can be blessed. Um, sometimes we, we think that this life that we're living is such, um, such an individual thing, not knowing, you know, your blessing, other people's blessings are, you know, indirectly and sometimes directly tied to your yes and your obedience. And so I would encourage you to really just let Abraham's obedience and his faithfulness, um, just marinate in your spirit and just, ask yourself that question, you know, am I willing, if God was to tell me, you know, I need you to pick up and move to this new city without no, any family and friends, are you willing to do that? 
even though you're so comfortable, even though you have this amazing job, even though you are are surrounded by amazing friends, if God is telling you, this is where I need you, Robin, are you willing to do that? You know, if God is telling you, look, you know, I really need you to put the bottle down and I really need you to zone in on what I have for you in these next upcoming seasons. Are you willing to put the bottle down? Are you willing to to say, you know what? I'm not about to be just out here spending my money on crazy things when I know that God has, God wants me to, um, God wants me to buy a new car next year. Like God really wants me to be a good steward over my money. And I know I need, I need a car. I know I need to get to and from work. I'm tired of taking the bus. I'm tired of, um, catching an Uber or just whatever, you know, are you willing to be a good steward and start saving up your money and stop eating out every single day? Or I know that God is calling me to live a healthier lifestyle. Am I willing to sacrifice double cheeseburgers and steak dinners? And, you know, am I willing to cook at home and just say, yes, um, yes, God, I'm saying yes to you wanting better for me. Am I, are you willing to sacrifice your most prized possessions, you know, with the idea, with the mentality that my obedience can mean that generational curses would be broken on my family. Just think about the generational curses that was broken just because Abraham said yes, but how blessed his sons and his descendants are, me and you just having the opportunity to be here and conversing with one another because of someone's yes. So your yes is tied, can be tied to generational curses being broken your yes can be tied to generational wealth being started so don't be afraid and don't be so connected and so tied to material things or physical things that can be replaced in order just to say you know um oh I have these things versus God saying um well done my good and faithful servant and having something even bigger and better, getting back what you sacrificed or getting back what you put up tenfold, twentyfold, just because God is going to count it to you as righteous and as obedient. But I think that today, I mean, if God said, I need you to get off social media for six months, are you willing to get off social media so he can show you what he has planned for you? Are you willing to get off social media for six days so he can show you what he has planned for you? Sometimes it doesn't even take, it takes God no time, but you have to really decrease the outside noise in order for you to even know if God is asking you to do something. You know, I think that I I don't want this message to get lost because I think that sometimes people can just think, well, I don't even know how to even, I don't even know how to even determine if God is even talking to me. And I would encourage you if you don't even know, you know, a lot of times we do know, you know, let's be honest, just because some people call it intuition, some people call it, call it your gut. Your spirit is just going to always naturally be drawn to something, be drawn to a certain answer, be drawn to different things. And so sometimes we already know like, man, God don't want me on social media right now. God don't want me dating this guy right now. God doesn't even want me dating right now. God doesn't want me doing certain things, but because we just think like, "Mm, that's just something that, you know, we don't really pay attention to these inklings and these, um, thoughts that come that is really put on our spirit by the Holy Spirit and by God, we don't look at those things and we don't think that those things are important, but they really are. It's really important to just listen um, when God is pushing you in a certain direction. And so um, I'll just leave you with understanding that for one, to be an heir means that your loved ones will be blessed based on your faith and your obedience. Okay. So, and in order for you to, to really 
inherit that blessing, you have to know what God is asking you to be obedient in. And he has, you have to know what God is asking you to be faithful in. God made me asking you to be faithful in, um, you know, your tithes, your offering, going to church, getting out of a relationship, you know, taking some time by yourself, maybe traveling, maybe moving to a new space, getting out of the space that you're into, going back to the space that you came from, whatever it may be, just try sometimes to decrease um, the outside world so you can be obedient and you can be faithful to the things that God is calling you to be faithful to. So number two, what does it mean to be an heir? It means that you are able to be blessed supernaturally. Okay, so we can see that. We see that in um, Genesis when, for one, Sarah and Abraham are able to conceive a son when Abraham is a hundred years old. Like, I don't know about y'all, but think about like your grandparent, your great grandparent, just having a child, like, like you having an aunt because your grandma and your grandpa decided to go ahead and do what they got to do at 70, 80 years old. Um, not even a hundred years old. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's old. Like that's some people would think that that's impossible, but the word says, you know, with man this may be impossible with God, but with God all things are possible. So understand to be an heir means that you are able to be blessed supernaturally. The things that you think that are, are impossible, you think that oh, you ain't never gonna get married. You're never gonna have children. You're never going to be able to own your own home. You're never gonna be able to go back to college. You're never gonna be able to hit six figures. You're never gonna be like no. Cancel all of that negative report from the enemies. Go ahead and cancel that and know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or act. Okay, so especially when you know that you're an heir, like you are entitled to so much and you have you have dominion over so much to where God can just literally in the blink of an eye change your whole situation. You know, that's why I encourage you if you ever have suicidal thoughts, if you ever, you know, are feeling depressed, come here and listen to an episode, get in your word, turn on Bishop T.D. Jakes, do something to where um, your spirit can be nourished and your spirit can be consumed in love because your life can literally change in 24 hours. Your life can literally change in a year. You know what I'm saying? Like God can do supernatural things, things that you thought were just impossible, things that you thought that you would never, you know, get. I know a lot of people right now, they ain't never seen a successful marriage. They ain't never seen, they don't even want to get married just because they've seen their aunts, you know, cheat on their uncles. They've seen their uncles, you know, beat and hit their wives. They've seen their mom get dragged by their dad. Like love and relationships and marriage is something that they don't even think that they deserve or they're entitled to because of what they've seen and what um, they've experienced. But God is able to supernaturally change your entire situation. You know, you may have came out of an abusive relationship. You may have dropped out of school because you didn't have anybody to co-sign your loan or you couldn't afford it. God is able to completely turn things around for you supernaturally if you just believe and if you just continue to be faithful, you know, and if you just answer your calling as an heir, you know, you're, you're entitled to be an heir, but you also have to say, you know, yes, I am an heir. That's something that you have to affirm yourself every day. I am an heir. I am royalty. I am a prince. I am a princess and really believe it and believe it and walk in that authority and that, 
a power that God gives you. You know, you can't be over here thinking that you can um, claim the benefits of an heir if that's not even what you really believe. You really have to believe and walk in that authority and that demand that God has given you. And then from there, you're able to um, you're able to inherit the things that come with that. And one of those things are you're able to be supernaturally blessed. You're able to be favored amongst your peers. You know, you have a covering that not everybody has. You know, I'll just have a transparent moment for a second about myself. Um, in 2019, I was involved in two accidents that the cars were completely deemed as totaled. And before then, I had never been in an accident like that, like ever. Like, I had never been in um, an accident to where cars were towed. I've never been in an accident, period. You know, maybe like a fender bender, like somebody hit me from behind or so, just to where the car, like I think I was hit from behind once, but the car wasn't smashed. It was just like a little bump, like, you know, maybe like a little scratch or something like that. But I had never been involved in like a serious accident to where, you know, somebody had literally smashed into the left side of my, I mean, the right side of my car. Um, and the second one I had lost control. So both accidents, it was me driving. Um, the first accident, Someone tried to get over and completely smashed in the um, right side of my car and pushed my car into oncoming traffic. And it was nothing but God. When I literally say that I felt angels around me because there is no way that I'm supposed to be alive with my car being pushed into oncoming traffic. And I literally felt angels kind of push my car into a safe spot. And the second accident that I was involved in, um, it was like really raining really hard one day and I wasn't even speeding, but, um, my car just come, um, the car just completely lost control. And I ended up like going down into a low ditch car, popped back up and smashed head on into a tree, airbags deployed the whole nine, um, probably within months of each other. I want to say that first accident was like in April and then the other accident was like August or so, a couple of months away from each other. But in both accidents, guys, I'm not going to lie, like scared out of my mind for sure. And I knew for sure it was attack, an attack of the enemy. And I use these examples because God supernaturally favored me in those situations. I have no doubt about it. God literally sent his angels to protect me. And so when you're an heir, understand like when you talk about Queen uh, uh Prince Harry, right? And um Duchess of Sussex, Megan, right? Like they're not just walking around and with no bodyguards, with no protection. Anybody who is royal is always going to have protection around them 24-7. And in the moments of my accidents, I had angels surrounding me. I had protection around me. I had supernatural protection around me that was able to spare my life. You know, and I have no doubt about what the enemy was trying to do. You know, the enemy has an agenda. You know, the word says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes like a, a roaring, roaring lion seeking whom to devour. And for me, because he already knew, like, my plan, which was always to come and talk about God's good news, like, he was trying to shut me up. I have no doubt about that. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I have no... I have no doubt about it. 
I have no doubt about it that God was trying that um the enemy was trying to shut me up and shut me up from saying God's news, but God said, Oh no, that's an air baby. <laughs> she has protection around her 24-7. So no matter what you try to do, you're not gonna shut her up. You're not gonna take her life because your life, her life does not belong to you, it belongs to me. And that is just a benefit that comes with just one of the benefits that comes with just being an heir. You're able to be supernaturally blessed, supernaturally protected. Um, when in other situations, sometimes it's so easy for the enemy to come up and snatch a soul because they don't have no protection. But when you're heir, you have all the protection that you need, which is God and his angels. Okay, the last and final point of what it means to be an heir. Being an heir also means that God has promised you land and dominion. Um, and you can kind of reference back to Genesis 15, 18 for this one. But there's like so many places in the Bible to where God is promising us land and dominion over the earth. And this is probably, mm, I probably will say this is my favorite one. If you know me, you know how I get when you start talking about land and ownership and, and, and just having dominion like I really really want to go in on this even though we're, I'm running a little short on time I don't really want this to go on to an hour so I'm just going to try to make this as short and concise as possible but God called us to be land owners not land renters you know not land leasers but land owners and I think it's really important because it really ties into the heart of, you know, the purpose of the podcast, because one of the things that God told me is that, Robin, I need you to remind my people of who I said they are. Like, I had so many promises for you guys, and we're and, and y'all over here walking around like y'all to help, you know, what, with what I call a slave or poverty mentality, which means, you know, you're willing to work on some land, you're willing to work in the fields, you're willing to sow the seed in the ground, but you don't want to own the land, the ground in which you're sowing, you know, I think that's a backwards mentality. Like, and I'm not saying that ownership is easy or it's going to come overnight, but understand that God has already said that it's ours. God has already said that we're going to inherit land period. So it may not come overnight, but because God has already given us a yes, we should be working towards that. We shouldn't be working towards, okay, you know, eventually retiring with no land, no type of ownership. We don't own a house. We don't own, we don't own anything. We don't own anything that we can pass down to our children to tie back into what's the first, um, what's the first meaning of being an heir. Your loved ones will be blessed based on your faith and your obedience. So knowing and being obedient and accepting God's promise that you will be a landowner, that ties into your loved ones and your descendants being blessed based on your obedience. And so even though we kind of live in an age where, you know, you got social media and everybody's flexing on social media and everybody got this and everybody got bags and, and designer this and everybody just living this awesome life. I guarantee you a lot of people don't have any deeds in their names. A lot of people don't have no LLCs in their names. Let's start claiming what God already said is ours, okay? So in 2020, I want you guys to know that you have land waiting for you, okay? Now, the steps to get that land, like, okay, Robin, what does that mean? That means that you are entitled to get into real estate, 
to own a rental property, to own a house in which you can pass down to your children and your children's children, to own some commercial real estate, right? To own, um, to own vehicles or to just have ownership in general, to own businesses. Like God gave us land and dominion over so many things that's just waiting for us. Like when we go to God in prayer, understand that God can say yes, no, not right now. But God has already said yes to ownership. You know, that's not something that we have to sit and ask God, you know, God, do you want me to own um, my own house? Do you want me to own that piece of that piece of land out in the country that, you know, my, my real estate agent has been telling me that I should purchase? Like, I don't know. But God has been God has already gave us to yes for ownership. So that's something that we don't even have to think twice about. But we really need to change the way that. You know, we look at ourselves and when we change the way we look at ourselves and we start to look at ourselves as heirs, people who are entitled to certain things like ownership and land, our walk is going to be different. Our talk is going to be different. The way we just um, our outlook in general is just going to be different. You know, what we see as valuable, what we would be different. If we know that God is calling us to be owners of just land that can just sit there and appreciate and value I mean we're not going we're, we're going to be less likely to be trying to get the latest Louis Vuitton and the latest red bottoms and we'll be quick to go and purchase a land for five thousand dollars what if I told you guys you can purchase some land right now for five thousand dollars completely possible okay completely possible the things that we find value if we really knew the promises of God we would really change the things that we um find value to and we give value to and so you know go back into the word and just see how many times God promises his descendants land um God promises us so many things that if we just say yes and we say you know what I'm not about to be chasing um these idols I'm not about to be chasing these shiny objects but I'm going to go ahead and inherit and say yes to the things that God already said was mine um guys we will unlock new levels of blessings and new levels that our parents and our grandparents have not even seen or heard and on that note we're going to go ahead and end the very first episode of the heirs to the throne podcast there thank you guys so much for sticking around for the entire episode um but i don't want to end any episode without giving you the opportunity to actually be an heir um if something in this episode really spoke to your spirit and you want to claim what god has promised you as his heir um, and claim what's rightfully yours um you can say this prayer with me lord god I'm so thankful for the opportunity to know you and love you. Today, I want to be crowned the heir that I am and inherit all of your promises to me. I thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross that allows me to be an heir to your kingdom. And I welcome you and vow to make room for you in my life as my Lord and personal Savior. Today, I am a new being. I refuse to miss out on any more blessings. Walk with me. Talk with me and show me all that you have for me. When I forget, remind me of your promises and lead me to my spot in the winning circle. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. See you guys next week. Bye.